Hey all, welcome to Obsessed. This is Jules, and today you're going to meet my friend, Dr. Jean-Claude Dornick, or as we love to call him, Dragon. Dragon is a prolific speaker, a thought leader, and host of Rise Up with Dragon. He comes to the table offering us the experience of dreaming big, dreaming like we used to when we're children. We forget how to dream big because we're often locked in our own mental prisons. He is going to teach us the tools to start getting back on track and loving your life. You're going to be obsessed with Dragon just like we are. So sit back, grab your notes and get ready to learn. And if you like this show, please tap on those five stars. We will continue to deliver these amazing experts and stories of people who kick fear in the face and take that leap of faith. So start getting obsessed with your life. Hey guys, welcome to Obsessed. Think of us as your personal development entourage, all wrapped up into one podcast. If you're committed to your personal development and believe your life is meant for more, then get ready to learn the tools you need to elevate this experience called life. Get obsessed with your life, just like us. We are Tia, Tristan, Mika, and Julie, and we are obsessed with humans on the verge of change. Hi, I'm Tristan, and I'm obsessed with your emotional well-being. Dragon, our first question that I know you're sweating bullets, but our first question is, what are you obsessed with? I figured that was going to be a question. There's different levels of it. I'm obsessed with many, many things, but I would say my primary thing that matters most is I'm obsessed with being a good father. I don't know how many people would answer that way, but if you look at my life, everything else that I'm obsessed with is in support of that. And that's because I kind of lacked that as a kid. So um, every single thing I do from physical, mental, financial success is all in support of my role as a father. It goes deeper than that, but that's that's the truth. And, you know, I've learned just because I have four sons that they're not listening to us, especially at the age of your kids, you you have teenagers, dragon, they're not listening to us, they're watching us. So, okay, so you're obsessed with being a father, you are just wetting our appetite. We want to know who is dragon? And what is dragon? We always have to get that out of the way, because there's chickens, there's dragons, and now there's duckies. So, you know, if, if you go back, I think in anybody's life, like nobody ever wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to get fat, unhappy and broke. You know, I'm, hey, I've, I'm going to get married and get divorced one day. So I think everybody starts off from a place of wanting the same thing as everybody else. We want to be happier, healthier and wealthier, make a contribution and things like that. But we kind of get lost along the way. I look in the eyes of a child and just like the three of you, I see what it was like when we used to have no, no rules. We used to dream big and we didn't know what we didn't know. But somewhere along the line, things start to happen. My book is coming out this year. And, and in my book, I, I talk about the fact that we have all experienced what we call happenings. So if you go back to when things started to happen to me, I used to dream really big and I was a super confident person, you know, um, I'm leading to dragon because I didn't know he used to be dragon. Real short in that story, and you can pick it apart if you want, but I was about, I'm 49, I'm going to be 50 this year. I was about 35, 
when I experienced the dark side <laughs> of life. And I just started to, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I started to lose my confidence. Just imagine, if you can, just think of the most confident person that you know. And it might even be one of you three. Just imagine from just being somebody that can just do anything and just had super confidence, almost egotistical, unhealthy confidence, which is scary because you know what happens when those people hit a wall. I just all of a sudden just felt the world crash on me and I no longer had confidence. And for the first time in my life, I experienced things like anxiety and depression, which I didn't know what, what they were because I was a super confident kid. So when that happened to me, for the first time in my life, it was a blessing now to look back, but for the first time in my life, I understood what it was like for someone to say that they want to turn their lights out. You know what I mean? And I think all human beings know about that, that pending darkness. I think some people are at different levels of talking about it, but I was in the darkness and I couldn't find my way out. So that was a very, very scary time. So I was introduced really to personal growth via getting thrown into sinking or swimming. So when I went into personal growth, it started off by me sitting in front of the person I never wanted to see in my life. And that was a therapist talking to me about the fact that I thought maybe it was a good idea to kill myself, right? So just imagine that. That's actually how my book opens up. So long story short, what she did was unbelievable. What she did is she just asked me a couple questions and she helped pick apart this idea that some things had happened that I was unaware of and they affected me. And what she led me to was realizing that this uneasy feeling was triggered around my birthday. And as a result of that, we started to say, what's up with your birthday? And we kept going deeper and deeper and deeper. And then we realized when little dragon was 11 years old, he walked into his house on his birthday expecting what an 11 year old expects on his birthday, balloons and cake and fun and party and acknowledgement. Um, and when I walk, walked in that room, which I completely blanked out, I saw my mother at the base of the staircase in her undies. Sorry, mom, she's still around and she's super hot for someone at her age. She's in her undies and she's crying. And I said, what's wrong? 11 years old. She says, your mother, your father's leaving us on my birthday. So just understand that, forgive me for I knew not what I did when I was 35. It just came to a head and I started to collapse. So it was a blessing because that's when I started to come alive. I started to recognize, you know, I call it in my book, I, I experienced what's called a snap. And in that snap, it's like I went into my folders and file and folder system in my brain and pulled up everything that ever happened put it all together in one document, and it all of a sudden made sense. And I released myself from that pain, and I was better immediately. So that's when I had this moment where I said, I'm never going to experience that again, and I'm going to devote my life to helping others never experience that again. So there's more to that story. But to the dragon point, I remember the time where I would look forward. And even though I was confident, you know, and I told you before in our, in our pregame that I always introduced myself as a recovering bullshit artist. And the reason, and I say I've been clean for 14 years. So the reason why I say that is I remember a time where I, I told you I was confident, but it was not true confidence. It was actually protecting me from the actual insecurities that I had. I was just good at protecting myself. So I used to look into the future and think about myself being like physically, mentally, and financially rock star status, and also able to respond to adversity, like with grace, which I think is everybody's challenge, and not believe it. So 
it was almost mythical to be who I am today. And I looked it up and I realized that dragons, fire-breathing dragons have been talked about generations and generations, but they've never actually really existed. So that's why I call myself dragon is because I'm a mythical creature in opposition to what I used to think. That's the dragon story. That's incredible. I mean, you're a testimony about how you're able to, like, it's a quote from you looking at obstacles as gifts and not everyone does that. We look at it as our worst day, our worst moment, Mm. and it cripples us and we are a victim and we blame the villain. We blame the boss. We blame the ex-boyfriend. We blame the ex-wife. We blame the government. We blame the system. We blame the man. And you said something really, really interesting. And um, so for everyone listening, our obsessed fans, please check out Dragon's podcast. We'll include a link in our show notes. But you said looking at obstacles as gifts. So how can anyone listening, how can we do what you did at Hmm. 35? Like that's hard. It's a great question, Mika. And by the way, everybody should know that that's my wife's name as well. Spelled differently, (laughs) but I just feel like we're, we're friends for life now. Isn't that the interesting question is how can we go and help somebody else not go through all that mud to, uh, get to the promised land. And I think it starts with just recognizing, and I smile when I say this because it's just so funny how life works. It's so funny how the universe makes everything that we desire so hard to get and everything that we don't so easy to get, right? I mean, like, what does it take to really screw up? That's easy. I mean, like, that's the easiest thing you could ever do is totally screw up. So I always identify when people ask me these questions, I would say, isn't it, isn't it peculiar that the universe or God or whatever it is you see when you look up has mysteriously put every single thing that we desire on the other side of a piece of shit, right? So what's the secret to life? What you're asking is, how can we teach somebody how to look at the poop differently, get excited about the poop? recognize that everything that they want is about learning how to go under, over, around, or through, or maybe even recognize there's no poop. That's part of it too. So that's the question. How do we do that? Well, it's not our fault, first of all, that we're afraid of the poop. We don't have to keep calling it poop. It could be adversity. It could be challenges. It could be trauma. It could be all the things that the universe sends that says, no, you can't, everybody else, but not you. So it starts with recognizing that that's what's going on. And then we just have to move into this place where we realize that it's not our fault because it's our program that's been running. You know, see, like I told you a little bit about my story and I showed you that that 11 year old thing, I didn't even know it happened, but what it was, it was like a hacker got into my mainframe and reprogrammed my processor to believe a certain way. So when somebody looks at a challenge, Mika, and says, that's not something I can do, maybe that person, not this person, it's not true. It's just what somebody's taught them. So I think that the solution is, first of all, we have to recognize that personal growth and self-development, just like AA, is something that we're offering people once they've screwed up or once they need help. So one of the things that I speak about in my words and and my book is we need to go back 
and start teaching kids this stuff. Like you said before, they're not listening, but they're watching. They need to somehow hear this stuff before they screw it up, before, right? So I think it's just about identifying and teaching kids or that young adult that success is a cake that requires the main ingredient of obstacles and struggle. You know, I mean, show me one person that has their, I mean, the whole concept of being obsessed, Jules, is obsession is like this skill set and tool you're going to use to get through the poop. Like, but everybody else on the other side before they decide to get obsessed is thinking, well, can I do it without being obsessed? Is there any way you guys can, somebody can come in and just clean this up and just let me pass through? So to answer your question right now, currently, I think people just need to struggle. They got to go through the number one trait of a successful person. And I bet I can find it in all three of you is somebody that faces hard times and pushes through. That's what makes it. There's no gene. That's what makes a successful person. Wow. That was really good dragon. So you kind of mentioned something like making the easy choice now is usually the wrong choice in the long run. Maybe kind of put it that way, sort of. And in our society, and like you said, with trying to teach the younger generations on how to like put in the hard work, we're an instant gratification generation. We're an instant gratification world right now. So how do we incorporate making those tough choices that are going to pay off in the long run right now? How do you start your day? How do you get your mindset right to make that decision throughout your day and throughout life? Um, it's a similar question. But I think one of the biggest challenges that we face, and I go back, I remember a time where I was, I claimed to be a highly motivated person. Yet if you asked me where I was going, I would be vague. What's your goal? And I would say something like to be rich and successful. So I think one of the biggest challenges we have that's related to everything we're talking about is people don't know how to dream big. When people decide what it is that they want, and it's important enough. There you go. She says, I do. Well, you've learned, right? So we actually know it when we're children and we unlearn it. And then we have to unlearn what we unlearned and go back to dreaming big. But when you invite someone to dream big, that's when their program loads up and it says, well, take it easy now. Don't overshoot, right? So it's, it's a challenge. And the reason why I bring that up and I also know somebody named Tia, but their name's, their name's spelled T-H-E-A. So we're just having a party right here. I think when you don't know what it is that you want, you're going to struggle. So the first step is to decide what it is that you want. Now, once you've decided what it is that you want, you have to put a value. I have an online course coming out called 15 Days of Discipline. I'm very big on discipline. And to your point, that's about building a muscle that is about practicing. Like I think discipline and obsession are like brother and sister maybe even Siamese twins, right? So I teach discipline. And the reason why is because you have to practice the things that will facilitate leveraging the thing that you want. So you decide what you want and you have to put a value on it that is as important as anything. So I always ask this question, if I were to take one of your heads and push it underwater, Tia, what do you want if I push your head underwater? Uh, joy. How about air? I was going to say air, but I don't want, I don't, I don't want to cheat. There's no joy without air, right? Like just right. imagine I push, push your head underwater and, and you, I go, what do you want? You go joy. No, you're going to want air. You're the want joy of air, the joy of air, the joy of air. That's what, what she meant. 
So just imagine there's no challenge in deciding what you need to do to get the air. But that's an example of when something is as important as air, you do everything to get it. Being obsessed about breathing is not a hard thing. But as soon as you load your program about being financially successful or making an impact on the world, you load your program and you go, maybe not today. I always found it interesting where I'd say, hey, Tia, I can actually help you. And I know you too. You guys can too. I can help you get physically, mentally, and financially sound. And I'm a black belt in it. And I can anybody that follows my program can do it. And you say, now's not a good time. So there's an example. The person with their head underwater doesn't say that. So I recognize that. I identified, and I help people do this in my course. I identified the things that I need to do on a regular basis and practice, right, that facilitate it. And I, and I created my morning routine. And I know that you have a whole morning routine. We don't have time to talk about it. I did a podcast called The Model Morning where I share it. But that's something that's a big, big thing is that you have to recognize that you can't do something once or even twice. You actually have to do things often enough until they become your new normal, until they become what I, until you become what's called unconsciously competent at it. So if you look at anything the three of you are doing with great success, however you're recording the metrics of it, I promise that that's on the other side of you being consistent, obsessed, and doing things with regularity that you'd no longer even know you're doing because it's your new program. That's when you reach self-actualization or you're a peak performer. So you say you're taking people, you know, if we're talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you're taking mm-hmm. people who are just, you know, want the air, they want to make a buck, they want to just survive all the way to creating a space of belonging to building their self-esteem and then getting what they want in terms of peak performance. And it does start with the morning routine. As simple as that sounds, it starts with your morning routine. And I love it. Dragon, whose name happens to be, guess what it is? Any guesses? Jean-Claude. Who knew? And Jean-Claude. My cover's blown. Jean-Claude, which I really want to call him Jean-Claude because I love that name. Please do. People call me Jean Cloud. And then I say, just call me JC or Dragon. JC. (laughs) Well, it is. It's easy. It's easier. But seeing that transformation where you were at in terms of the hierarchy of needs, just wanting to live. And Mm. I mean, I'm telling you, we're like brother and sister here because I went through a divorce when I was just about the same age, 34, 35, and I was drowning. And not that I ever considered taking my life, but I understood that feeling like just in watching this Phoenix from the flame. I mean, meaning you dragon, Jean-Claude, if you Mm. will, but tell me you, you come here with so much insight and wisdom, like who is Jean-Claude and why should I take your word for it? Tell me that. Why should I take your word for it? You know, one of the things that I always try to convey to my audience, my listeners, is that after I'm done speaking, I recommend that they let go of everything I said and not take it as real. Because, and this in turn is maybe how you can trust me is that I'm not interested in being understood. I'm interested in understanding. I'm just sharing what it is that I've been through, right? And I've gone from a place in my life where I thought everything was happening to me. And then I shifted and recognized it was happening for me. But now I'm in a totally different realm where it's happening through me. So it's like I look at myself as a vessel. 
I'm actually here to serve you. So if somebody's ever evaluating, like, why should I listen to this dude? My suggestion would be to first see if they've walked in your shoes, right? And they've actually been through some stuff. I think there's a lot of people out there teaching people right now how to be successful that have never been successful. A lot of people teaching people how to overcome struggle that have never overcome struggle. But I think that that last moment where somebody decides, and the fact that you just told me what you told me about how you and I have something in common changed our relationship right there. Right. I mean, just think about that. Like that right there makes me say, well, I better listen up more when she speaks because we, we have that in common. You know, my favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes ever is this, this concept of who you are determines how well what you do works. And I, I just believe we're in a world where everybody's biggest challenge is how they're responding to adversity right? It's emotional mismanagement. I think that upstream, that's everybody's biggest challenge. When we got divorced and when we go through the 11-year-old thing and all that stuff. So if we could teach people how to better manage their emotions, better respond to the uncontrollables of life, right? Remember, response is your only controllable. Then you can become somebody different that can be better at what you do. So why would you trust me? I'm not asking anybody to trust me. I'm just asking everybody like to just become open. If I offer you something and it is of value, take it, make it your own and go make it better. So that's true service, I think, is when you're detached from the other person's outcome and you're invested in their success rather than yours. Amazing. You know, it's funny you say that because it reminds me of something that I picked up. I don't know if it was through Clubhouse listening to... Dr. G, Deborah, or Dr. Laura uh, Bergman, but it was something about how listening to someone else's story or knowing some uh, a part of someone's life and using it as inspiration instead of comparison. So something that you just said in that moment, instead of someone thinking of your outcome or what you're doing, but actually they can use it as a source of inspiration. And I want to ask you about, because you're obsessed about being a great father. And I'm assuming, coming from a life coach perspective, that is because you weren't modeled that. So as something that you're wanting to give your daughter. And I want to hear more about that. Um, future daughter. Or your future daughter. daughter. She's already my daughter. When, if we get to that story, you'll, you'll, it's unbelievable. I have no trouble speaking openly about that. And I'm not coming from a below the line of re- responsibility, blaming my father. But a big part of my personal growth journey is I spent the majority of my childhood after he left, and then some, um, blaming my dad for everything. Because my dad not only left, but my dad would go away for six months at a time. And then I would hear some other things that he was doing to my mom and all that stuff. So I created a campaign and I programmed my mind that not only did I not like him, but I was going to do everything in my power to not be like him. Now, I want to etch a sketch that and help you recognize part of my personal growth journey and my obsession to be a good father was to demand a relationship with my father. So once I created financial security, I started traveling to visit him where he lives in France. And I sat down and I got to know him. And that was a big, big breakthrough in my life because you know what? He's not a bad guy. And 
forgive him for he knows not what he does. You know why? Because his father was worse. So when I, I all of a sudden realized, holy shit, dad, you did an amazing job with me compared to what you had, right? So all of a sudden, freedom, right? But then I went and I said, I don't want my children to have to go through that because I can tell you something. I have a sister and she didn't make it. She didn't make it through that, right? She didn't have the strength and ability to see the other side of the poop. She got caught up in the poop, right? So I don't want my children to have to work through that. So I just made a decision that I was going to put number one, being a father, not because he did a bad job. As a matter of fact, I believe I am only seeking to be a great father because of him. So I thank him for that. I love him. He's my best friend now. We fly all over the world together. But uh, that's what it's about. It's just about making sure that uh, I set my kids up so that they can explore and experience the world without having to go through all this crap. Let them go through some other crap. But I don't want to create the crap. I don't want to be the manufacturer of the poop. (laughs) Wow. If I can interrupt for a second, it's so funny. I think that's part of the reason why I don't have children now yet, I should say. Good, uh, good because yet. we're waiting, right. we're, we're waiting we're to right. be aunties. If, if I can I. say, but I consciously just want to set them up. Like you said, you don't want to add to the poop. You don't want to add obstacles to the world. They're going to encounter enough of that. But I've seen parents that they mean well, but like you said, your father didn't know enough. He didn't know well enough and he's doing better than his dad did, but Well, but the real question, Mika, is if all that crap didn't happen, would I be here talking to you right now? Probably not. I might be a a hot mess somewhere. So we could get into it with you, Jules, and look at those times that you went through and how they served you. I have to ask you a question then. So, okay. And I I know the answer, but you're saying you don't want to give your kids the poop so they don't have to go through it. It's a selfish act on my part. But then, you know, with your dad you feel like you are the man today because of the poop you went through. And I feel like every parent does the best they can with the tools they have at the time. So I'm glad that you have found peace with that. It's about consciousness and awareness and mindfulness. This is one of the things that I think you guys should know about your podcast and your movement is it makes people think, makes people think, makes people become possibility thinkers. So to answer what thought you just brought up. And this is an important thing for people. And it's funny how we're not even talking about all the success that we've had in life. We're just talking about the journey because that's everything, right? Because once you get to the top of the mountain, you don't care about the top of the mountain. You look back and say, holy crap, look what I did, right? So that's what we're talking about. But you know what I have that my dad didn't have? It's like Dragon 2.0, right? On the upgraded version where I'm aware of things. He was unaware. So It's my job to take this consciousness, this level up of consciousness and improve my children's. Remember, my dad improved it from his dad. So I'm taking my improvement, my awareness, my work, and I'm passing it on to my children so that that's not what screws them up. I think that's what we're supposed to do to, it's like, uh, we're all supposed to do our part so that when we leave, we leave it better. So if my goal in life is to be a good father, then I need to set my kids up better than I was set up. Not, it doesn't make them better or worse, but that's my job. So that's what it's about, passing it on. 
That's amazing. And I love the way you put it too, because I think that is true. Sometimes we expect so much out of our parents that we don't realize what they got. They did, we didn't realize what they received growing up. Yeah. And I just don't think that's something. Being human. Right. And that's just something people don't expect. We put our parents on this pedestal. They're like, they knew everything and they never told me any of it. And it's like, no, that's not true. They gave us as much as they could. Yeah. And I just and love. Screw, and if they screwed things up, thank them for it. And I just love how like vulnerable you are when you speak because you speak of the journey. So, I mean, you sound so confident in it now, but I know at the time I'm sure going through it, the confidence wasn't as at the level as it it is today, but terrible. (laughs) (laughs) How did you get to the point of being able to confidently be open and honest with people to reach them? The biggest shift that I ever made, I had a mentor one time that met me when I was in my unhealthy phase and he just was somebody that had enough power that he had the ability to tell me to shut the you know what up. Right. I remember I, I was paying this guy like 1500 bucks a month for like life coaching. Right. And um, I never let him speak. You know, I just told him everything and he told me to shut up and he asked me these valuable questions. And, and the reason why I'm sharing this with you is this is when I proverbially got out of my way and stopped telling people what to do and, and, and always needing to be right. Right. And, and I started to listen more and started to answer questions like this huh, rather than speak, you know? So what he said to me is he asked me these two questions. And this is what I ask a lot of my life coach clients when they come in and they go, I want to conquer the world. So I always start off by saying, tell me what you think people think about you. Interesting question. So back then, I remember answering, I said, I would say about 50% of people like me and 50% of people don't. He goes, well, what about these people that don't? And I, you know what I said? I said, F them, right? And he goes, okay. He made a couple of notes. And I'm like, I have no idea that he's about to crush me, right? And then he says to me, he goes, let me ask you a question. And this is a question I ask for you and all your listeners. They should all try to answer this question. He says, what's more important to you, to be right or kind? And everything in my mind recognized at that moment that all I cared about was being right. And I understood why I wanted to be right, but I made a decision that day to be kind. And when you shift from being right to kind, you shift from being closed to open and you shift from speaking to listening. And I, everything was about me and nothing else. I was just used to wait for my turn to talk. And that's when it shifted. So to answer your question, Tia is, I went, I became a servant that day. And uh, when you become a servant, you care more about when you're sitting at a dinner table and the waiter comes up, they don't say, you're going to have the fish, you're going to have the chicken, you're going to have the beef. They say, hey, ladies, my name's JC. How can I help you? And sometimes you go, not yet. You wave them off, right? So I started serving people like that. And part of my morning routine is structuring my brain. You know, the first thing I do when I touch my feet on the ground is I look up, you can ask chicken and out loud, I say, how can I help? And chicken would be your wife, by the way, Yes, at the other Mika. And no, I mean, it's so powerful, your story to fatherhood and the bumps along the road as well. And I'm going to use your terminology from messed up to blessed up Yeah, and to become an active participant in your own life Mm. and actually listen. When you actively listen and harness that power, that's probably where you, where the leader was born. True leaders are listeners, Mm. which I see in you because it's, 
just rolls off the tongue for you when I've listened to you in Clubhouse or your podcast or your Rise Up with Dragons. Rise Up with Dragons. There's more than one. Rise Up with Dragon. Maybe that's part two. Or your Dragonettes. We need little names. I mean, it's so fascinating. And as Tia touched upon your vulnerability to share the hardship, you know, you are making a true connection and a difference on this earth. For our obsessed listeners who maybe are struggling and could use that course correction, how can they find you or what parting advice would you give to them? So I'll I'll give the advice first. There's a very, very simple level up of consciousness and action step to help anybody start moving in the right direction first. So first of all is to recognize that you're making most of the shots and calls in your life with your brain and your brain is your program and it's not yours. You're letting other people and what you've learned along the way, your mother, father, teacher, preacher, and the social media feed and the news and all that stuff has brainwashed you. You've consumed too much of it and you're calling the shots about your future based on that. So the lesson there is stop making decisions with your mind and start making them with their heart. The heart doesn't have any words because it knows. So what your goal is every day, and here's a cool cool thing to do. This comes from heart math. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. Heart math is like the, the, the bomb. You got to go check out heart math. But the idea is you want to try to harmonize your brain with your heart. You want to try to make more decisions heart-based. And you guys kind of know that. And that's And by the way, that's why things roll off my tongue, because I'm speaking from my heart right now. When I hear you, I, I feel you guys when you talk. So the easiest way to harmonize your brain and your heart is when you speak, just tap it. You'll notice that sometimes people speak, they just put their hand on their heart. If you just tap your heart, it just wakes you up enough to take a little bit more than the 4% of consciousness that you have and just harmonize your heart. And so one of the things you'll always see me do when I speak, you can't see it on Clubhouse, is I always harmonize my brain and my heart. So um, how can people reach me? I think I'm out there pretty easy. You know, I, I, you know, rise up a dragon on Instagram. I've got a YouTube channel. Our website's coming out soon, rise up a dragon. So that'd probably be the easiest way to find me. And I've got an amazing one free giveaway that I give people is I've got an amazing course coming out called 15 days to discipline. Once again, one of those things where if somebody falls through with it, they win, but it works if you work it right. Um, So just DM me on my Instagram discipline and I'll give you that freebie. And you're proof. Um, I mean, Dragon, Jean-Claude, you are proof because you've done the work. You've done the work. Doing, 14 years doing, doing the work. Doing, 14 yeah. years. And now that I'm listening to your podcast, you guys are part of my work. So we don't like screw it. it up now. You know what's interesting? I told you, you guys, I love your, your stuff, mm-hmm. right? Thank and you. obviously, Jules comes from a background of that. When somebody starts to utilize your stuff, you, you can't stop making it. Don't screw yeah, it up, guys. I mean change one life. And honestly, the mission is to empower and educate humans everywhere globally, from the Philippines to Egypt, to the United States. There you go. And now Uh, India, we're going to talk about India. India. But honestly, one life change, this where it's not a mission of monetization. It's a mission of changing one life. And I can tell Dragon that you're doing such, and I know we'll be having a lot more conversations. So we thank you. From the bottom of our hearts and we're now obsessed with dragon we're obsessed with it. dragon i love it and then i'm gonna call my mom right now and tell her oh hey mom shout out to dragon's mom thank you dragon and happy father's day to you because you deserve it 
Awesome. Thanks. Good dad. Thank you for tuning in to today's Obsessed episode with our guest, Dr. Jean-Claude, a.k.a. Dragon. Did you enjoy these concepts and insight from this wisdom-packed episode? Thought you did. What were your takeaways? Please let us know via social media, Instagram, and Facebook. And also check out our website with amazing free content just for you. And please like, rate, and review our podcast. Follow up with Dragon while you're at it and follow his podcast, Rise Up With Dragon. We appreciate you listening, letting us enhance your life with information from our obsessed podcast. Bye for now, queens. I'm going to go catch my crown and I'll catch you later. Mwah.